Hello again, everybody, and welcome back to the newest episode of Semi Pro Film Show. I am your host, Dalton Baird. Joining me today is Joshua Clements and Bobbin, and today we're going to talk about The Incredible Hulk Returns. <laughs> I will say off the bat, I okay. am disappointed. Yeah, Maybe I will say I will. I am not because I didn't see the other one. This this holds no candle, and I mean none whatsoever to the Trial of the Incredible Hulk. If you've seen this movie and haven't watched the Trial of the Incredible Hulk because you saw this movie, please do not do so because the Trial of the Incredible Hulk is much better. Um, uh, uh, um, yeah, <laughs> I, I can't, I can't attest to that because I've not yet seen Trial of the Incredible Hulk, but I, this was, this was as good as I imagine an episode of the Incredible Hulk starring Bill Bixby and Lou Ferrigno would have been. Louis Vargino. No, the, the show had, it was good. The show was good. The show was better than this, I think. I'm not, yeah, I'm not saying this was bad. I'm saying this was, I, in my mind, as good as the, like, three episodes of the show that I've actually watched. But, but going back to what Dalton said, we had, uh, and Josh was not here last week, we had Daniel, um, but we raved about Trial of the Incredible Hulk for that whole, whole hour, um, because it was genuinely so surprisingly good. And then we, we were like, oh, yeah, we're going to watch the rest of the movies because this was so great. And then uh, this was shock. This was shock. I mean, we, genuinely, shock is the best word for it. Yeah. Like, we barely paid attention. I'm going to be honest. This movie was fun to watch I, with like a group of buddies. But I don't think I would ever want to watch this alone, if that makes sense. I, we we just finished watching it and I still don't really know who the antagonist of the movie was. Oh, that's good, Josh, because you're breaking down the plot for us today. Oh, uh, we'll get to I, I, I know like I know like two plot points. So it's, I, I got it's, this. It's so interesting to compare this to the movie that came after it because this was the first movie that came after the show ended, and I will say this movie does a much better job at like replicating the flow of the the series as a movie. This does just feel like a higher budget version of every episode of the show. Whereas Trial felt more like its own sort of thing. Like it felt more like a, a Thor, or no, I'm sorry, a Daredevil Hulk crossover movie. This didn't really feel like that. It kind of did at times. I don't know. It's 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 interesting and it's different. Um, I just, I don't think I, I'm disappointed off the back of what was one of the best Marvel crossover movies to then have this, which just left me sad. I, yeah, man, I love good luck, Charlie. <laughs> the, it should be noted <laughs> off the bat, the father from Good Luck Charlie, Michael Clark Duncan, uh, <laughs> plays Thor. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's Michael Clark Duncan. He went through a bit of a change in his life from the 
movie to good luck, Johnny. Hold on, hold on now. He went he went through a bit of a change from this to Daredevil to Good Luck Charlie, but he's he's good. Kind of um, like uh kind no, of like Bruce saying? Banner went through a change between the comic books and this television series. Kind of like how Thor went through a change to the comic books to this television series, which adapted him horribly. I okay, I like the change. We'll get to that in a minute. Uh, but right. yeah, I, just like I, initial I, thoughts, like right. I mean, we just watched this. We just I, watched I, it. I, uh, it is I'd complete like shock. That I'm not like. Uh, well, again, like we'll, we'll talk about it, but like. The the changes uh, and like my opinion about this movie isn't as strong as Trial because uh, I don't think any of us like Thor as much as we like Daredevil. Um, so that's something to note, I guess. Probably so. I don't know. I haven't read a ton of the comics. I do really like what the MCU has been doing with Thor where he's like the kind of – I don't know. I like goofy Thor more than I like serious Thor and he's kind of that in this. I don't know. We'll get into the plot as we go. It <sighs> – the thing that uh, Josh knows this plot by heart and uh, I, will break it down I, in I incredible actually, detail. I think I'm going to be able to better than you believe in me. All uh, right, all right, we'll see. We'll good see. thing I don't <laughs> believe in you at all. <laughs> but no, the the movie's just it's very schlocky. It's it is the quintessential backdoor pilot to any what TV I show. It's what I thought trial was going to be. Yes, right. this it is this, exactly what you think this movie is. This is what I expected the movie we watched last time with Daredevil to be. Uh, it's just about Thor and not Daredevil. So, Josh, why don't you go ahead and start with the plot of this movie? <clears throat> so, it, it takes place... Uh, I can't remember if they mention a time period between when The Incredible Hulk showed it and when this started. Uh, but it, it kind of takes place with a little recap. Breaks down what, what happened to, to David Banner. And says that he has since died and he's living out as a hidden man. Uh, he's changed his name to David Banyan or David <laughs> Banyan. Uh, <laughs> and he is apparently living out in LA in a, a beachfront house with his new girlfriend, Dr. Shaw. That's her name. Uh, who they are both incredibly horny when they wake up and they, they, they talk to each other. And he says that she smells delicious. And then they go off to their jobs, where they both work at an institute, uh, where I think I think David Banner works underneath his girlfriend, uh, but he he's working on this big old like this machine that they're they're just about to unveil to the press. It's and, a machine uh, that that hopefully will cure him of his Hulkenness. Right, he 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 hopes that it's going to cure him of his Hulkenness. I, I don't know what the rest of the people think it's going to do. But he's intentionally like he, he's trying to shove off all of the uh, the media attention to other people. He's like, no, no, take credit for my work because he doesn't want people to realize, hey, that's that guy who turns into a giant green monster, and his name is exactly the same as it was before. Uh, <laughs> right. And, and uh, well, no, it's not the same. His name is David Banyan. <laughs> David <and> Banyan. <laughs> his yeah, real no, name is guy. is David Banner. So there's a difference here, Josh. Uh, yeah, okay. Um, so he he's you know in the lab with his machine. He's he's testing it out, and he's got a nice little uh, old fashioned recorder going. He's documenting his experiment. He's like, I'm I'm finally going to be free. I don't have to worry about this anymore. This horrible creature that's that's plagued my life. And as he's doing it, 
someone starts breaking into the lab. Uh, which when we were watching, oh, we were trying oh, oh. To... yeah, hold on. Uh, I'd like to say, if you're not about to say it, that we had kind of a bet on who this mystery character right. was, and yeah, Dalton right. was very wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone laugh at Dalton. Everyone laugh. At this, laugh at this user for incorrectly thinking this man was a thief. Bobbin um, had no opinion. Josh, I, I, you I, thought yeah. he was a thief. You just thought if, the if thief I, yeah, I had was no opinion, so I'd win no matter what. What? Yeah. So the uh, earlier in the movie, when they're talking about the machine, there's the guy who runs the institute and his little brother. His little brother, who looks kind of like a like a 1980s version of Matt Smith. So at the beginning, Don was like, "Oh, that that guy's definitely going to be either the villain or Donald Blake," because there's one camera shot where it like lingers on him a little bit too long. Uh, so when this guy starts breaking into the lab, we were saying maybe this guy's Donald Blake. Don thought he was a thief incorrect so he he breaks into this lab where to be fair uh, you also thought he was a thief you just thought the thief was donald blake yeah well i, I didn't sure but the uh he, he sneaks in while david's trying to test this machine on himself and it's counted down and he decides to interrupt the experiment i guess because he thinks david's gonna try and off himself using the machine and he needs to ask him questions uh, he goes, hey, you might remember me from 15 years ago. I was sitting in a lecture room uh, at a university you gave a, a speech to. And immediately David Banner goes, oh, yes, I know you. You are Donald Blake. This, And then this is social security number so that everyone knows who he is. And uh, he wants to talk to him. He he knows that he fakes his death. Does he know that he's a Hulk? Like, does he know that he doesn't know that he's the Hulk? He just knows that he faked his death and wants to figure out why. Why? Yeah. Okay. And he wants his help with something because he seems like a nice guy. Uh, because Donald Blake recently went hiking in like the the Norwegian mountains or whatever. Well, he was an archaeologist. They they established that he was an archaeology slash scientist. Like he he did archaeology, but he also studied ancient remains. Yeah, and he finds he finds this one cavern that has a uh, an old Viking coffin inside of it. And during this expedition, he he finds this old hammer, which I, I like the look of Mjolnir in this. Uh, you you pointed out that it looks like an actual relic from uh, ancient Viking times. It- it's kind of like rusted almost it's kind of cool how they with the thor stuff in this (coughs) they not only base it off of the comic books but they also base it off of the north mythology it's it's a neat contrast to what we see in modern thor which is just comic booky nonsense which i enjoy i enjoy the comic booky nonsense (coughs) but it's neat to do that contrast with like the 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 actual mythology as part of what makes the design or makes the character all of that stuff it's really kind of neat to see those two contrasts yeah um and so he finds it he pulls out the hammer and it summons thor it doesn't so in the comics donald blake is like it's just an alter ego that thor uses so that he can go about unnoticed during the day but in this they're two entirely separate people with entirely separate lives who are just connected by this hammer um which I will so, say, Bobbin didn't it, like. He made that I'm clear. A I'm a huge fan. <laughs> I, I uh, In the same way that I'm a fan of the way they did MCU Thor, which was he doesn't have any sort of 
ultimate like, ego. Like, because no. it doesn't make sense for Thor to come down to Earth as Thor and just pretend to be a nobody. Like, that doesn't make a whole lot of sense. So I really like this idea that, like, they're just connected. Um, yeah. And he can they, they, summon him like a genie in a bottle whenever well, they, he wants. They later explain that Thor is connected to him because Odin has made Don Thor's guide into the mortal world. Uh, which is, it, it's lucky, it's a unique take. I like it a lot. Uh, it's definitely, like, you can see why they did it if you wanted a Thor show. You couldn't just have him transform to Thor and then have no one to talk to at that point. So it makes sense that they kind of made it a buddy cop dynamic, but it's I like it. They have nice chemistry together. Uh, I think perhaps it is very goofy and weird. <laughs> it's that's just you hate, it's less that's just goofy. You hate Michael Clark Duncan. It's less goofy and weird than Thor pretending to have an alter ego. Like that. Like yes, it's goofy and weird. It's less goofy and weird than Thor pretending to be a human being. No, see, I disagree with that because what's Thor gonna do on a day to day basis? Nothing. You know, he's not. Be Thor. That's the point. Be Thor. Like he, he's not gonna do anything. Out of, there's nothing for Thor to do. So him pretending to be a human being just doesn't make any sense comparatively. Him having like him being a summoned nerd. like a genie, him having a nerd <laughs> who he can just talk to, is is fun. I think. Um. And also, this is so. This plays into the plot quite a lot. As soon as Thor is summoned, he is, without a doubt, a complete idiot. And well, he... <laughs> we assumed it at this point that it was gonna be like Thor and and Don Blake. They're it's it's like Hulk. Like he summons Thor and he becomes a different person, and then he disappears right. when Don Blake comes back. Like we thought they were gonna straight up do the Hulk thing with him, but they didn't. They literally had it like it's a genie. He rubs he, the magic he sticks hammer. Around. Yeah. We thought it was going to be like Shazam, but correct. It turns out right, it's it's less Shazam and more uh, Kazam with Shaq. <laughs> That's a good one. Nice one. Nice, nice niche reference. <laughs> <laughs> nice reference all, that no one's gonna all, understand. All my all my Kazam heads out there are gonna be really proud of that one. <laughs> because <laughs> i'm coming next week um but they uh he, he gets summoned and his first thought is just like hey where's a where's a place that i can drink i'm hungry and i'm thirsty and i want i want women and mead and ow and so he starts he starts beating up david banner because he's just like oh this nerd here i don't like him um and then he, he throws him no he accidentally pushes him into some like electrical equipment uh and david banner gets shocked and uh i guess technically would die from that uh and this is this is it this is the re-emergence of hulk and he, he comes out and he does the same flex about six times because they didn't have anything that he could destroy in the room it should uh, be noted that in this movie it's the first time david banner has hulked out in two years right which i i didn't realize at the time but uh he credits that to his girlfriend like, he pictures her in his mind, and that makes him feel more calm, so he keeps it down that way. Which doesn't uh, play into the pot plot at all. No, not at all. The it's, scene where he mentions that 15 minutes ago. Right, and then he... he that's it. Uh, the woman basically ceases to exist until about 45 minutes later into the movie. Um, so, Hulk and Thor have, like, a... 
uh, I don't, I hesitate to call it a fight scene. Um, it's it's a kerfuffle is the technical term. Uh, it's basically, you know, it's basically Thor Ragnarok. It's as good as Thor Ragnarok. Uh, uh, I, I think Hayden on Taika Waititi is the big thing now, so I'm going to just keep dissing Thor Ragnarok and saying it's as good as a 1980s uh, TV movie. Uh, during which Hulk jumps down off of a building, and it's a really Hold good on. looking stunt. What did you just say? Hulk jumps down off a building. Before that, no, no, I, I said, I said my piece. Uh, <laughs> Hulk jumps off of a building onto a very obvious crash mat that they they conveniently forget to move out of frame, so you can see a, a big white cushion at the bottom of the screen where where Lou Ferrigno is landing. Um, no, no, Louis Louis Fargino really did jump off that building. He really <laughs> did. Just just like he really did do the same flex about six times because they couldn't have him fight. Yeah, I don't know what's up with that. I guess it's like well, I mean, he's. I like, don't okay. really remember. Oh, no. I might be just like a signature move his Hulk does, but like it's well, just no, it's... a bodybuilder pose. Like <laughs> it's it's because they couldn't actually have them fight, and they they also didn't have any like props that he could destroy. In the immediate vicinity, so they were just like, "Oh, flex." Hulk wastes so much time in this movie just doing that one flex. <laughs> just one he, flex, where you, like you push your arms down and you you like curl your back together. And I yeah. mean, Lou Fagino is a he's a good looking guy. He looks Louis Fargino, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Louis Louis Frag. Looks like a he's a very big guy. He looks bigger in this movie than I think I ever seen him as the Hulk. I'm not really um, a fan of Louis Falafel, but uh, the wig in this one wasn't the, hidden. The, the, no, well, so when they were making this, Louis uh, Firefighter was going like, <laughs> okay, sorry, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> he was going he was going deaf by the time they were filming this. So they needed a bigger wig so that it could cover his ears and subsequently cover the hearing aids that he needs. Um uh, so then Well it should also be noted that Louis CK's uh, scenes are all <laughs> shot in slow motion to pad the runtime of this movie. Well, uh, we were debating. Was it to pad the runtime or was it because the producers thought that made him look bigger? I Louis, think it's to pad the Louisiana. <laughs> <laughs> the Louisiana trade. Look, look, Lucy, Lucy Flannel did a lot of training for this movie. <laughs> he did a lot of training for this movie, and I don't want it to go on the power. The Guinea Fogini deserves our respect, all right? <laughs> He was the first Hulk. He's the best of us. He still does the Hulk to this day. All right, man. Uh, Large Farginard deserves <laughs> what we can give him as respect for being man, the first whole episode, man. <laughs> rest in peace, Lily Fahrenheit. You were the best of us. <laughs> um. Yeah, so so him, <laughs> uh, so so uh, <laughs> light feather, light feather, and uh, light feather, and light feather, and Lee Harvey Oswald are fighting 
in, in this lab, which eventually breaks down onto a rooftop where the Hulk jumps down. And uh, there's like a there's a few security guards and stuff, so they, they try and take him on. Oh no, that's later in the movie. He he just runs off into the night. Wait, later and, in the uh, fo- later in the movies in this scene? I thought he played <laughs> the Incredible Hulk. <laughs> Oh, I hate this. I hate this so much. Uh, <laughs> All right, Josh, I want you to talk right. about the Incredible Hulk Returns starring Lady and the Tramp. <laughs> right, right, okay. Uh, so later on, Littlefinger is running down an alleyway. Wait, later on? I thought he wasn't in the scene. <laughs> he runs off into the night, and he's he's found in uh, uh, <laughs> a dirty alleyway. <laughs> Where where Bruce Bixby? I know that's not his name, but um, <laughs> Bill Bixby. Bill, Bill Bixby. Bruce David Bixby. David Banner, the Hulk. <laughs> David right, Banner, right. because Bruce Banner was too gay. <laughs> yes, <laughs> As we should explain, uh, in case nobody watched the last episode, uh, they renamed Bruce Banner in the television series to David Banner because they thought the name Bruce Banner sounded too gay. Just <laughs> just so nobody thinks that I'm the one making this up. <laughs> he uh he finds like a flannel that's in his perfect size, which is useful. And flannel. Oh, 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 before you move on, before you <laughs> before you move on, I want to mention that when uh, uh Bruce Banner, David Banner, very straight David Banner turned into the Hulk, and then his <laughs> pants turned purple, and then when he turned back into. David, uh, his parents turned back to well, he, he he changed trousers in between scenes. They didn't show but that. The pants they were ripped. The pants were yeah, ripped. Well, they, they, they couldn't afford to show Hulk's donk, but he takes off those trousers and tries on a new pair. Uh, <laughs> but they also rip as he pulls them up. Les um, Miserables refused to film the scene in which he took off his pants. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so then then uh, uh, Android version of Siri is running down an alleyway and Don <laughs> finds it. Bixby. <laughs> That's what my phone calls Siri. It's the, the, the rip-off version. It's called Bixby. <laughs> um, he he finds a uh, he finds Don almost immediately because Thor can smell him. That's that's a point in the movies that Thor can smell where Hulk is and locate him immediately. Because uh, Thor has a super sniffer. Right, right, exactly. Um, <laughs> this was set up for the next movie, which was Wolverine. Oh, that that would have been a I'm a little shocked that they never did that. And ironically, that's a pretty cool idea. That is a cool yeah, idea. I, mean, that, I think that, that, Fox probably had the rights to the X Men at this point. Because the, the, yeah. I mean, the X Men is is not long after this, so I would say they already had the rights by the time this this these movies started coming out but you know regardless i mean they, yeah they I, I think they're also kind of loose with it uh the 90s were a wild time loose um, with it i thought his name was lou ferrino oh, during, during this during this scene uh james Earl jones is wearing like a casual clothing instead of his thor outfit oh, um, what <laughs> yeah the thor hoodie 
Yeah, he's wearing he's wearing like a, a Thor hoodie with leather pants and how the worst did, wig that I've ever seen. How did we get to the point where we call Michael Clark Duncan, aka the guy who plays Mister Duncan from Good Luck Charlie, aka the actor playing Thor? Look, we don't we don't get to speak about that after misnaming after misnaming uh, Leaf Leaf Argino uh, at least six times. Uh, but he's got he's got like a Thor hoodie with leather pants and the worst wig that I've ever seen on, uh, and he looks good. He looks he looks I like the look of it a lot. Uh, yeah, so, um, <clears throat> Michael Clark Duncan looks very good as a Thor. I think actually that the yeah. hair is pretty good. I like the hair a lot. No, I like I like the design a lot. The the Tommy Lee Jones look for Thor is very very like favorable. I think in a lot of ways it's very mm. unique. Um, the the costume does the costume does suffer a little bit because he, I'm I'm speaking <laughs> he's got he's got noodle arms where the costume is too big to to facilitate his arms so he like, it looked tiny what? no his arms no his arms look fine Josh not in the costume not in the costume they look yes tiny. they look fine costume. in the costume there's just fluff around it it looks fine. they don't Mary Elizabeth Winstead's arms look like noodles how how did we get here. Josh, keep going. His, I do. His, I will his, say, I prefer the casual Thor look to the costume Thor look. Yeah, it, it, it goes slightly harder. Um, but they so Don drives uh, Banner back to back to work, where we had <laughs> we had a dis- disagreement about whether or not they used rear projection or if they were just filming in a car because it looks fantastic if it's rear projection. And we messaged Corridor Crew. I yeah, I've messaged Corridor Crew. So in theory they should, you know, they'll get back to me in three to five business days. And they can tell us about whether or not Lu Anikira uh Are you, are you is, talking is, about you know Warmageddon Fartleberry? Do you mean the last airbender? <laughs> I had to look up a funny word that started with L and F for that one. So. I, I've, I got two, up... I've got two tabs open. One is words with L and F, and one is celebrities with three letter names that I can call <laughs> Michael Clark Duncan by a different name every time. But no, we we um we did message the corridor crew. So if they do an episode on this movie, it's strictly Josh, because of us. Josh messaged the corridor crew. Yeah, I, I sent a message to the corridor crew. So if you see if you see uh. Incredible Hulk returns pop up in one of their videos in twenty twenty six. You know, I that was me. And hey, any <laughs> anybody from Corridor Crew, if you want to watch a movie with us, just uh, you know, hit us up. <laughs> and we're, we make we're the free. same joke about every three minutes. Yeah, that's all they do. They just talk about <laughs> yeah, visual effects or whatever. They've just been talking about uh, subsurface scattering for about six <laughs> years now. And it's, it's done well for them. So, I, you know, I've got hope. Uh, but <laughs> so so after that, they drive him back to work uh, where no one questions, like, what happened and why the lab's in such a state of disarray. Well, um, no, Matt Smith slash Kyle McCoughlin does question it. That Yeah, so that's, that's Zach, who is the little brother... Of the guy who runs the institution. Except for he's not. We just thought he was for one scene where he calls him brother. No, they are. That's his That's his little brother. And then now... Oh, maybe the little brother, the guy who actually runs it. My bad. My bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, because there's, there's... So there's three people in this. Who we weren't entirely sure who they were. There's uh, there's Josh Lambert, who runs the, the institution that David Banner works at. His little brother, Zach, who is Matt Smith slash Dale Cooper... 
And then uh, Zach is kind of jealous of Josh. So he works with mercenaries led by uh, Gambit himself, Jack LeBou. Uh, who, for, for a moment, both me and Josh thought were the same guy who owns the institution. Right. They, well, they're both just kind of old white men. And they, they have, like, the same haircut. Uh, so LeFou and uh, Lambert were not the, the same people. Though we thought they were. We, we thought they were. And also because at one point, Zach plays racquetball with this, like, hardened mercenary leader. And we were like, why would the, why would the mercenary leader be playing racquetball? That's something that uh, a rich old CEO does. Uh, so after that, they work on repairing the machines that they all broke. Uh, and Don talks to Hulk, uh, no, talks to David Banner about why he's been burdened with Thor. To which David says the very reasonable thing of, I don't know. You just you hunted me down and then just started speaking to me about this Norse mythology thing that I had no belief in. Ask Thor, you, you dumbass. Uh, which is admittedly a very valid point. All in all, David seems very tired of Don from the moment he speaks to him and he just starts chewing him out at any moment. Uh, again, very reasonable. He was living a, a life of peace in L.A., I can't blame him for that. Well, uh, I can blame him for living peace in L.A., but that's a whole right. other discussion. That, well, that's just the most unbelievable part of the movie. Right. There's a man who turns into a giant green monster. The most unbelievable part is that a man <laughs> will find peace no, in the Los most, Angeles. The most unbelievable part of the movie is that David Banner can afford a beachfront house. Mm, true. In nice. L.A. Uh so, what am I saying? Oh, after this is when Thor goes to the biker club, isn't it? Oh, yes, yeah. yes, 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 yes. My favorite scene in the movie. Let's go. The, the best scene in the movie, because every time Thor is on screen, he just starts speaking about how he really, 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 really wants to go get food and drink and women. Uh, so, he... Well, <laughs> so, so um, Don McLean... Uh, writer of such songs as My My Miss American Pie summons Thor and Thor's like, look dude I know you want help with your problems I want sex I want beer and I want to fight have, some dudes like that's what he says he's, a, like, he's like, I yeah, want he's sex, like, beer and I want to fight some dudes, take me to do that and then I'll give you your answers and well, so, he also says the very reasonable thing of I have been trapped in a hammer where I cannot feel anything yet I am sentient it, for for like a thousand years, and I am I'm, I'm now free, and I want to experience life. And Don's like, ah, oh, all right then. So he, um, he takes him to the only place where he can think that he can do all of these things, which is a a biker a, bar, a seedy biker bar. Um. So they go there and they have a good time. Which, and I mean, it's a you, fun you did, scene. Like, you pointed out, uh, which is probably very accurate. This was a few years after Terminator Two, so they were probably just trying to replicate that, like that feel um i think it's the first terminator but yes no because terminator 2 was 1982 and this was 88 right i i mean i think the biker scene is terminator 1 no no it's terminator 2 because he it, goes in there yeah it's terminator does, 2 does it happen in both i may be wrong uh no in terminator 1 he comes across bill paxton and his like gang yeah, of yeah you're right you're right punks, so this is a knockoff of terminator 3 <laughs> before Terminator 3 came out. Uh, it's it's a rip-off of the worst Terminator. 
But yeah, so so Neil Patrick Harris and oh, Don. I wish Wild. that no. was true. I wish it were true that Terminator Three was the worst Terminator. But that's anyway. not true, Josh. I know it's not. I, I have a I don't, don't I have a soft spot for Terminator Three. It was the first Terminator movie I ever saw. Um, boo, boo! Everyone, boo, Josh, boo! Uh, also, Terminator Three didn't come out until two thousand and three. How fascinating is it that between eighty two and two thousand and three? Which is a 20, 19, 19 year difference. They made a sequel. That's wild. Can we talk about that for a second? We'll talk about that when a new Terminator movie comes out, so we can, we can watch all fifteen Terminator movies. Um, but no, it's it's odd. I know that uh, Cameron. Oh wait, no, I don't think Terminator Two was eighty two. I think Terminator One was eighty one. Oh we no! Talk about we have to talk about the Incredible Hulk returns. Ter- no, no, I, yeah, but I'm talking about something more interesting right now. Uh, <laughs> I'm Terminator about a movie two that interests me. Terminator Two was 1992, I think. Ah, so Terminator Two ripped off this movie. Yeah, Terminator Two ripped off this, which is kind of weird because this has like a lot of similarities. It has the same biker dude who's in it, uh, but he was just like a generic biker guy. Uh, so yeah, so this was. After Terminator 1, before Terminator 2, which means there's only 11 years between 2 and 3, which is the same amount of time between 1 and 2. Uh, which means that this movie ripped off Terminator 2 before that movie came out. It, essentially, yeah. Anyway, back to Lick the Flick. He, um... Thor <laughs> <laughs> uh, and Don are just in this... Uh, bar and it's like a little montage of the two of them drinking and Thor keeps drinking bigger and bigger glasses and people are like oh you, <laughs> Thor uh, <laughs> Thor Thor drink many <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, he he has an arm wrestling contest with one of the guys uh, who he easily beats meanwhile a random because woman he is starts Thor. right he is literally the Norse god uh so, uh, Neil Patrick Harris has at least like a whole table full of drinks, right? Yes. He's yeah. Well, he's, to laugh. To laugh. It was yes. funny. <laughs> I said Neil Patrick Harris. You can't steal my joke, Bob. <laughs> Too late. Um, I've already. Done it's it. funny because he drinks his beer from the pitcher instead of from the can. Or <laughs> <bottle>. <laughs> and it's really funny. Uh, <laughs> yeah. During during this time, uh, a random woman walks over to. I was trying to think of a Don name in my head. Um, <laughs> Donald Glover. Donald Gleason. Uh, she walks over to Donald Gleason and uh, tries, I guess, tries to hit on him before her boyfriend sits next to her and uh, reprimands her for cheating and threatens the guy that she was hitting on. Um, before Thor throws a man onto his table, which is another like pretty good stunt. Uh, yeah, the stunts are good, and I like this scene because it's goofy and it's funny, and it's it feels like how Thor would react to modern day. Right, you you mean yeah, you, like you said, it's it's pretty accurate. Like biker culture now and sort of Nordic Vikings have a lot of similarities between them. Right, until uh, the Nordic Vikings turned Christian, but we're not going to get into that on this podcast. I feel like a lot of bikers are Christian. Uh, that this scene would have been cool if uh, it wasn't for this scene when I realized that this movie was not good. 
to be fair, Bobbin is correct. This is the <laughs> scene where I realized this movie's not going to get better than what it has been so far, which was a huge, <laughs> a huge like burden that just weighed on my shoulders. Oh, <laughs> uh, man. Um, so after this, they walk out and, uh, Edgar Allan Poe says, finally, you can ask me the questions. <laughs> to, to which Don doesn't even really ask any questions. He's just like, yeah, I think we should get a cab back. And there's a little gag where he tries to, to call a cab, but they don't listen to him because he's a scrawny man. And then Thor does it, and uh, they, they run down four people to, to pick him up. Uh, what happens after that? <laughs> um... <laughs> So I think during this part, this is when uh, the mercenaries come to take the transponder and they run into Hulk because they, they anger Bill into Bill a loose finger. <laughs> they run into to Lewis and Thelma. And, uh, yeah, Warcraft Tomb Raider kind of goes ham in this scene. <laughs> I, I like that we're moving on from LF to just L. <laughs> <laughs> well it's easier it's you know it's easier to yeah it, it, it's easier <laughs> uh, I'm, so, I'm so sorry Lou Ferrigno if you're listening <laughs> Lou, Lou Ferrigno is just going to be at home one day and he's going oh people are, oh, people are talking about the incredible Hulk returns it's been so long since I've thought about this and then he just hears us butchering his name for 40 minutes um <laughs> It's okay. Am I, it's fine. Am I, am I having another? Am I having another stroke, or is this is this reality? I was gonna say he's deaf, so he can't listen to the podcast. <laughs> come on, come on. Hey, no, 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 no. Hey, Lisa. Uh, he's friends. Lisa Kudrow. I think. I think Lisa Kudrow has a very good sense of humor, so he'll be very fine with us joking. Yeah, about the land it. before time. He's friends with Donald Trump. Who cares what he thinks? <laughs> Oh, uh, so uh, LeFou beats up all of the mercenaries and then Foosball It's not funny anymore It's not funny anymore Shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up Shut up Shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up. All right, come on, Josh. Tell us about Lure Stuart Little attacking. <laughs> uh, so they they try to uh, they try to get the transponder, and then Hulk and Thor fight them off. So they, they try to kidnap Maggie because she's the head of that department. So they go to her home to kidnap her, and they keep thinking, why does this green guy randomly keep showing up whenever we try and get around David Bruce Banner? The uh, green guy played by Leprechaun 6, Back to the Hood. I, I can see you looking at your phone because you were looking up L names of that one. Man. <laughs> oh, man. This poor guy that we've been bullying for the last 30 minutes. Um, so they, they fight in slow motion. Uh and they, they eventually pick up uh, David's girlfriend and put her in a helicopter. So Thor and Hulk jump on the helicopter and do absolutely nothing to it. 
it's crazy because I expected like the scene from Civil War where they pulled the helicopter down. Right, you, when you're you're, and you're it's imagining like, it like like a super epic scene where they're both on the ground pulling it down and it, it's shot super cool and it, it, it's all like amazing. And then in reality, it's just two guys hanging off a helicopter by their arms like Ken dolls. Uh, it's it's Uncle Charlie from Good Luck Duncan. And Looney Tunes back in action, just hanging onto the edge of this helicopter, doing nothing. <laughs> yeah, like, they don't. They don't attempt to climb up it, and their weight somehow isn't enough to bring it down. Despite yeah. there being a Norse god and also the Incredible Hulk, like it, right. I don't it's, know. It's, it doesn't bizarre. make any sense, like given the context of what they've established about these two in this show so far, because. In earlier in the show, the news reporter calls them both giants, which makes sense. Oh right, P- periodically, uh, a news reporter who was in the original series keeps popping up to try and expose Hulk, and then adds nothing to the plot. He's like a, uh, he's like Inspector Clouseau in the Pink Panther. Right. Um, he really he, he wants. Does nothing. Yeah, he wants to take down the Hulk, and it just kind of does nothing like he comes into the scene and disappears but he calls them both giants and so here they are hanging onto this helicopter and it's like you would think the weight of the hulk itself would bring down the helicopter but it doesn't little shop of horrors does nothing to this helicopter right well he and he i will say this is the this is the scene where lawrence of arabia looks the biggest <laughs> And he does absolutely nothing for it. Yeah, last um, action hero. He really disappoints me here. Like, LA Confidential should have been much better than he he, he was in the scene. <laughs> so, so after the scene, uh, the mercenaries have Labia kidnapped... Lady Menorah, he just doesn't do anything. They have, the mercenaries have kidnapped La La Land's girlfriend. So he... Uh, 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 the the guy's brother, the guy who runs in the shoot's brother, goes to them and he sees that she's chained up and he's like, "Hey, don't do that. That's bad." And so immediately he walks off, and the guy goes, "Yeah, kill him." Some guy stands up, picks up an AK forty seven out of nowhere, and just walks off. <laughs> he, <does. laughs> he picks a machine gun off the desk and just walks away. <laughs> and then. It's, it's like it's the most out of nowhere. Th- it cracked it's, me up so much we had to go back. It's a naked gun gag because you see them the entire time and they're like just shot with just kind of close ups. They're just sitting there, and then it pulls back really suddenly, and there's just a gun right in front of him. Um, so they they find out that Zach, the guy, got shot and is in hospital. So they go to visit him. He he spills the beans about everything, uh, and then subsequently dies. I guess. Yeah, it, it, they uh, kill him off screen. Yeah, they kill him off screen. Uh, and what was after that? Oh, they they all go to rescue Maggie. Uh, and the guy's brother pulls up. David knows that he's going to be, like, if he interacts with him, he'll make him mad. And he's like, he wants that so that he can make Hulk come out to, to rescue Maggie. And this is the moment where I kind of checked out. Because after this, it's all just background noise. I mean, it, yeah, it's, 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 it's like... It's it's Thor is there and Lilo and Stitch is there and it's just like it's a bunch of nothingness just happening Lilo at the same Stitch time. Stitch is there with Long John Silver. Correct. And 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 live free and die hard. <laughs> like he looks cool as the Hulk, but he's just he's just background noise. He's just flexing right. a lot. And, and yeah, and, and like he becomes Hulk. And then uh, Leprechaun in space just kind of stands around flexing. I already made uh, a Leprechaun joke, Josh. You can't steal it. Yeah, but I said Leprechaun in space. It's the superior movie. Okay. Bob, 
I mean, Bubba knows. Fine. I, I, it's it's whatever. Look who's talking <laughs> to the movie with the talking baby is there, and right. it happens. Land of the Lost and then Louis, uh, Julia Louise Dreyfus just kind of stand around and throw props into stuntmen who uh, fall back very poorly. Right, Life uh, of Pi. He doesn't do a whole lot of Hulk stuff, though. I I wish he would. <laughs> it would have been better. Um, but then Ladies in Lavender just kind of wanders around doing nothing at all until they find the main henchman who is holding like Maggie hostage in a dirty alleyway. Uh, before then, before you know it, Little Shop of Horrors bursts through a wall, stares him down. He just lets her go, and he's like, "Oh, thank you." Before wrapping a, a piece of pipe around him, and everyone just kind of sails and off into the sunset. It's not just any wall. Legally Blonde busts through like a perfectly squared wall. Like it's, it's not it's, like it's no, a it's cut a- out of his body, or it's not like it's destroyed. <laughs> Uh, Legion, a- he, he, Legion, for we are many, he just busts through, like, this perfectly square sh- part of this wall. And it, right, it's and so then, goofy. It's, it's almost well, no, as it's, goofy it's, as, like, last week when we were talking about the Daredevil movie, which is far superior. Um, in that one, Daredevil busts through this, like, piece of foam. And he just busts <laughs> through, like, like, just straight styrofoam. And at least that he was busting through something. This, a piece of tin falls in front well, of... David Bangin busts a lot of stuff in this movie. <laughs> right. Uh, David Bangin, also known as Leap Year from 2010, he well, just that, busts so through this, this square in the wall. It's, it's, like, it's like a door, but somehow uh, Lady Frankenstein busts through it without any hinges on it. Um, they, she, like It knocks the hinges off of it completely to the point where it just has none, so it falls flat. Much like the rest of this movie. Uh, and yeah, and then by that point, he wraps up the bad guy, leaves him in an alleyway, and they all run off into the sunset where uh, Thor and Don are like, hey, we could probably make a show out of this one. Uh, and Thor flirts with a, a lady on the beach. Right. And um, the Lego Batman movie doesn't really appear after this, after wrapping the bad guy in lead pipe. Right. They, they like. And at this point, Lady Macbeth has just moved on, um, and he he's gone from the movie, uh, much like his hearing has gone from him in real life. Yeah, I'm, Lethal I'm Weapon. Sorry. He 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 has not much else to do in this movie. How many more? Do we have any more on us? Uh, Lake of the Dead. <laughs> Love Actually, Bobbin. You have anything to add before we're done talking about Lou Ferrigno? I'll, I'll come up with a good one before we're done. All right. Lost Exorcism. L.A. Confidential. <laughs> we're just naming movies. <laughs> um, so, yeah. The, the, at this point, uh, Don and Thor have also kind of just bugged off from the movie. It's it's Bruce Banner and his girlfriend uh, and his dog that he just adopts halfway through. Um, well, it's it's so it's the girlfriend's dog. Is that a thing? Yes, she was in. It, it, she, the dog was in the scene earlier where, uh, um, um, hold on, give me just a second so I can look up. Uh, Lost temptation of Christ. Um, uh, earlier when uh, little children passes out on the beach at his girlfriend's house, the dog. Oh, is what there. happened? I don't think I remember this part. <laughs> <laughs> passes out on the beach outside of his girlfriend's house, and I was like, man, that is a fat dog. It's that dog. Oh, okay. Okay, that makes more sense. 
Um, but yeah, they, they have like one last moment together where she goes, it's you. You're the Led Zeppelin. <laughs> um, wow. And then... <laughs> I don't... <laughs> I don't know how we. I do know how we got here because I've been following the whole time. But like, I don't know how we got here. You know, I I'm, I'm checking out. Uh, this the, the movie ends with just him wandering along the beach, and she'll go. He will return in Trial of the Incredible Hulk. Yeah, uh, I did say that on on screen. It, no, she says that. She just looks into the camera and says it. She <laughs> said. Uh, she says. I, uh... Lemony, <laughs> Lemony Snicket's A Series of Unfortunate Events will return in Trial of the Incredible Hulk. Yeah? Yeah? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she says Lemon Fettuccine will be back in the Trial of the Incredible I, I will, Hulk. I will say, like, uh, this was... So I, I have the old Hulk series on DVD uh, in my house, and I used to watch it growing up, so it's been a while since I've seen any of it. And Leatherface does do a really good job at, at Hulk. Um... It's come back to be funny again. It wasn't funny, and we just kept at it, and now it's funny again. Little Miss Sunshine, I will say, there there is something to say about like CGI Hulk versus the practical. And I understand that they were they were met by the physical limitations of the time. I think Lost in Transa- Translation really benefits the Hulk design in the 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 subsequent film, which is Trial of the Incredible Hulk, where it's like it creates this feeling that. Hulk, um, like, Hulk can meet Daredevil when he's this size, and he can be friends with Daredevil when he's this size. I think with someone like Thor, and also this script, it doesn't really benefit no, it no. nearly as much well, as it does in the next movie. They like, also, they kept changing the heights, like, in every scene. In some scenes, yeah. Thor would be taller than Hulk, in some scenes, Hulk would be taller than Thor. Yeah, you can't really blame that kind of thing on laminated Finding Nemo. You blame it on production because that's uh, an inconsistency on their part. Right. That that right. That's, lemon zest like, on like, top of my pasta. I don't think, I don't it think been any... really cool, and it would have been really neat had they done some force perspective. Some some of the stuff they couldn't have done in the series. There, there is some like they could have done in this movie. There, there's some good force perspective shots in the movie where. Force perspective. I thought his name was Lou Ferrigno. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I I do like none of what none of the faults in this movie can really be held against Lucius Malfoy because or Mister Christopher Mintz Palassi. <laughs> <laughs> Look, it's not it's not Lego Star Wars fault. That the special effects in this movie don't hold up. We need to move on. We need to move on so bad. Yeah, no, no. Bubbin, Bubbin's right. We can't, we can't keep getting hung no, up on Lois Lane. No, stop. <laughs> we can't keep getting hung up on Lois Lane. It's time we talk about, uh, you know, Lucia von Bottom. Uh, Last night in Soho is not the reason that this happened, is what we're trying to say. No, no. It's not, it's not, on, <laughs> it's not, on, uh, Latvian Farms or uh, Victor Von Doom as to why this movie is bad. It's it's all about the production. It's about the production either not having the time or the money or the just the, the inclination to take care with what they were making. Like I said, I think they could have done some really interesting stuff that they couldn't that, do that's... in the TV show with this movie with Licorice Pizza. I just don't think they go as far as they could in doing so. There's a lot of stuff in the movie that like if you expand it on or if you 
if you weren't operating on a super low budget like it seemed this one was going on, then uh, Life of Pi could have been quite good. I already <laughs> made that one. I already did that one. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Little Italy, the point is <laughs> I'm sorry uh, So I think as we're kind of wrapping up I, I think as we're, really as we're kind of up, Life of Brian does a lot of Good job with his oh, role Oh, you Hulk. can't go from Life of Brian to Or Life of Pi to Life of Brian That's a cheat, Josh <laughs> Right, right, right I expect Buzz Lightyear uh, <laughs> No, the movie like I, So I, I never saw a trial of the Incredible Hulk So I can't compare it to that on its own, it's just an extended episode of the the Hulk show. It's, it's not nothing even special. That. Like the the Hulk show was on a TV budget, and this was on a TV movie budget, which admittedly isn't a ton more. But I I don't know. I feel like maybe the last movie benefited from focusing more on Daredevil than it did on the Hulk. Right. Like maybe this well, movie would have benefited was... more. Daredevil returns was successful, and then they gave them a bigger yeah, budget absolutely. for a trial. Absolutely. That they, 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 well, so this was, I can't remember how long after. Maybe, but uh, I don't know that the budget was much like bigger for that. It doesn't feel bigger. It just feels like better storytelling. Do you remember what uh, the Hulk wig looked like on Boss Logic and Trial? Because this one uh, was, was, I feel like a lot different than the yeah, one. Yeah, but in there that were, movie. there was like one scene, there were three scenes total with Hulk in that movie. And there are many more in this one. So I don't know that that's necessarily... I think it's more on the writing. Like, I feel like the writing in in Returns is just... It's lazier, and it's like, oh, we've got this other comic book character. We can make this work. It's fine. Whereas in the other movie, it feels like we want to tell a story so that we can do something interesting with these characters. Right, writing, yes. But also just, like, it just... I don't know. I guess to me it felt cheaper because uh, Trial had definitely some better stunts in my opinion. But well, maybe that's is... on the basis that Daredevil is a guy and it's easier to do stunts about a guy than stunts about Thor. Yeah, right. I, I, I will say stunts about Thor and Lord of the Flies are much more difficult to do than stunts about and, Daredevil. So it's, also, it's also worth noting that so this came out in 88, which was six years after the show ended. And then Trial of the Incredible Hulk came out one year after this. So I imagine it must have been like successful enough to, to warrant something being made so soon. I mean, but, it's like, likely. I, I know that John Rice davies never got his spin-off, so he couldn't, they couldn't make the Thor show. But I, I guess they probably saw enough potential in, uh, in, in Lingonberry funeral to to funny <laughs> are we done is was that it was that the final yeah, one i think that's the, the nail in the coffin cool well that, uh, that that's the death of the incredible hulk next week <laughs> so kind of final thoughts like this i don't know it doesn't stack up well against trial which i kind of wish we had watched these in order um i'm very curious to see how death stacks up against these other two this movie feels this movie feels a whole lot more like a backdoor pilot, whereas Trial feels a whole lot more like a Daredevil movie. Um, there's just a lot of like very corny TV writing in this, which is not horrible given as it's based off a television series. 
this movie just I, uh, I don't know it it doesn't have the same charm that I feel like both the few episodes of the show I've watched and trial had where it's like this this sort of fun quirky story about a man who's dealing with his demons like it didn't really have that there wasn't a lot of the emotional stuff with Bear well, the, dealing the, the, with what the Hulk is either there was, there was a little bit of that when when he was talking to like uh to David Spade about um you know the difference between Thor and Hulk he was like I can't control Hulk and Hulk is a, a mindless beast that comes out whenever I get angry you can actually talk to this dude that you have complete control over and it was like there, there was like a slight hint towards this this sort of tormented aspect that they could have done a lot more with but they they never really did I mean sure there there was there was a scene or two of it but that's kind of the plot of the next movie and so I guess that's where I'm kind right. of torn no it definitely, it definitely like yeah I think they made from what it sounds like it made the right choice where this was almost experimental and then they took the best parts of this and moved on to Child of the Incredible Hulk with it maybe so Bobbin do you have any final thoughts here uh, watch trial. Don't watch this one. Ah, uh, <laughs> classic. I uh, I didn't realize Kingpin was in Trial of the Incredible Hulk. No, Trial of the Incredible Hulk genuinely is is great. This movie genuinely is not. That's my final yeah. thoughts. <laughs> uh, my final thoughts is I'm I apologize, uh, Lou Fargino, for mispronouncing your name so many times. Wow, you even mispronounced it in your apology. It, you know, he's he not mispronounced his name with the original mispronunciation of his name. Yeah, uh, I was always a fan of that one because I typed it out, sent it, and I was on call with Dan. And like, I typed it out, just knew that I was completely wrong in it, said "damn it," and still sent it afterwards because I, I just, I, you know, he's not going to read it. Right. All right, folks, this has been The Incredible Hulk Returns. We'll see you next week for the death of The Incredible Hulk because we watched these movies out of order. Check out yep. She-Hulk on Disney+. Plus. It's very fun, and we hope you enjoyed this episode of the Semi-Pro Film Show. We'll see you next week. See ya. I desperately want to listen to the first time we, we, uh, we, we went on the... We laughed so hard. I... Yeah, I'm gonna go back and put that up in a second. Yeah.